Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. Welcome in. What's the spread? The madness is coming to an end. The final four is here. Miles, we had a great time betting a lot of sports. Let me tell you one thing. We've been getting ragged on. We've been getting praised. Brackets are busted. Throw that out the window. We told you we weren't going to help you make the perfect bracket, but we did one thing, and one thing that we promised we made you a ton of money. Miles was out in Las Vegas. I was in New Orleans. We were live streaming. We were giving you videos of our picks, and we were cashing. We were making you guys some serious dough. Miles, that felt good, right? Oh, it was great. I mean, it was just fun being out there in Vegas, being able to uh, take a few videos. Your picks were on fire Dude, uh, that was on nuts. Twitter. I was, I, trust me, I, I was following you, uh, trying to j- jump on that train. Had a huge parlay with UCF and Ohio that State. That was sick. Always go with your heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> how, wait, It'll never steer Before you wrong. we get too far into our, our, our conversation, how was Vegas for March Madness? Yeah, it was so good that I want to go back every single year. It now now it's it. almost a requirement that like I, I have to be there every year. And for you it. were at Caesars, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Was it just well, packed? And, and Caesars was so packed that it, it literally, to get in the front, it costs like two thousand dollars just to get a seat oh my god like, that is amazing in front of the tvs so it was it was a lot of jumping around hopping around to different uh sports books but the the environment i mean you, you imagine this is why we love betting yeah you you walk in uh you're you, you catch the end of a game and you start high-fiving strangers that, yes. and you all know why you're high-fiving yes. each other. it's amazing I mean, missed threes and made threes and the, the excitement my adrenaline was was non-stop dude i'm getting goosebumps hours. i, I yeah. think that's something i want to do next year yeah, I, I, I think we should do it. We should do it. And a you know, uh, guys, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this right now. Miles, this broke my heart. I missed an entire day of March Madness while I was out at the music festival in New Orleans. And man, let me tell you, I was like, where are we going next? The next place we went, I swear to God, if it didn't have a TV, I was walking straight out because I had to catch some, some, some March Madness. I had to get and, and a little did, bit, so. yeah. That first weekend is special. And uh, what's even cooler about it is that you always wonder who's going to who's gonna make it to the Final Four. Yeah. What are going to be the upsets? And lo and behold, you got Auburn and Texas Tech making their first appearance in the Final Four. Yes. Yes. It's exciting. Yes, dude. I'm, I'm excited. The Auburn story is really intriguing to me because um, Auburn, this is the first time that Auburn had to go, that a team had to be in Duke and North Carolina on the way to the Final Four. And that was Auburn. But they also went through Tennessee twice during the season. Like, this Auburn run, everyone knew Auburn was was strong enough to make a run, but during the season, they struggled. They struggled mightily. Bruce Pearl got his guys together. He put the confidence in Jared Harper. They are not a Cinderella. Like, we don't have a Cinderella in the Final Four this right. year. But Jared Harper— They're the SEC champions. Jared, yes, Jared Harper is the Cinderella. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, he was really taking over games down the stretch. I mean, his the a- way that he was driving the lane was unbelievable. Just had, give him the ball and let him go. Absolutely. I had a question with uh, one of one of our followers on Twitter um, when he said Zion's the most efficient player in college basketball, which at, by his description of his efficiency, yes. But I was thinking about Jared Harper's tournament. He had a very efficient tournament. Barely missed free throws, barely turned the ball over, made a high percentage of his shot, and accounted for a lot of his team's offense. And let's go ahead and start there. We've got Auburn uh, facing Virginia on that side of the bracket. Virginia, five and a half point favorites here. Miles, I'm not saying I think uh, uh, Auburn's going to win. But I think that this five-and-a-half line is generous. Auburn is good enough to shoot themselves in a game. I am taking Auburn plus five-and-a-half. They are eight and two against the spread in their last ten. But you know what? They're they're on a 12-game win streak. 
They're 12 and 0 in that 12 game run streak. 8 and 4 against the spread. Some of those spreads that they didn't cover were games where they were favorites. So them as a dog, I'm really liking it. It's been an impressive run. Uh, I think that uh, the Auburn run comes to an end here. I'm going to take Virginia minus five and a half. So I'm going to go on the other side of the coin. I think that Virginia, this is their time. Not saying that they're going to win the title, but I think this is their time to make it to the championship game. But you you said that, that they can shoot themselves into a game. They can just as easily shoot themselves out. Yes. But on the other side, you know, I'll say about Virginia is that we've seen them not be able to put, put up enough points. That's what I'm scared of. Right. Like Virginia, they kind of frustrate me. So um, Virginia... They, they melt the clock down to, to eight minutes, eight seconds on the clock, and then they start their offense. Ten seconds on the clock, and they start their offense. I understand the possession game, but when you have a team like like Auburn, and I, I know Chuck said this, that, that they, don't, they don't live by the three, they die by it. But no, they live by the three, die by the three. So if their threes are falling, Bryce Brown, has his draft stock is skyrocketing. I think they'll be very good. I saw somewhere, you know the difference maker in this game is not – is not Hunter, is not Ty Jerome, it's not Jared Harper, it's not Bryce Brown. The difference maker in this game is Kyle Guy. Kyle Guy went and missed 17 straight three-pointers. And you know when they were struggling against Oregon, what happened? Kyle Guy hits he, he hits a circus fadeaway shot in the middle of the paint. After that, he nails a three. He goes on to miss another three, but then he makes back-to-back threes. I think if Kyle Guy puts together a good performance, Virginia is unstoppable. But you have a guy who's trying to do the math. Uh, three of his last 20 three-pointers, I don't think he's there. So if you had to pick a winner for the title game, or to, to get to the title game here. Out of these two? Who do you got? Had to pick. Had to pick. You're saying if I had $100 and I had to put it on somebody. $100 had to put it on somebody. I had to put it on Virginia. I have to. But I, I I will agree with you that the five and a half, the, the line of five and a half was a little suspicious to me at first. Yeah. Um, But I think Virginia can cover it. This looks like a line that Vegas just says, take Auburn. They're hot. Take Auburn. When Virginia wins by seven. All right. Let's uh, let's show some love to the other side of the bracket here. We got another interesting matchup. My boys from the Big Ten, the Michigan State Spartans, they take down Duke. They are two and a half point favorites against Texas Tech. Miles, I love this line, this two and a half line. It's hard to bet against Cassius Winston. Very, very hard. He's the hottest player right now besides Harper. But it's also hard to bet against a guy who wants to raise his stock and needs to raise his stock because he has not given the credit they deserve. I think the Red Raiders come into this game, chip on their shoulder. You see the way they did Michigan. They came into this game. They came into this tournament getting embarrassed in a tournament that they should have easily won. I like this line. If the line stays at minus two and a half, guys, I'm, and I hate straddling the fence because like, this is so obnoxious, but if the line stays at two and a half, even if it gets to two, I'm going to go Michigan State. I can't bet against Cassius Winston. But if that line gets to three or three and a half, I'm taking Texas Tech. Texas Tech is 5-0 and in their last five games against Big Ten opponents. But that's not it. That's not what really does it for me, Miles. What really does it for me is their defense, their ability to hold teams. Hold teams, but, but it's not even like they're not forcing a ton of turnovers. They're just holding teams to poor field goal percentage. They're limiting their amount of possessions. And then when, when they need points, Jared Culver's there. I'm not going to bet against coaching in this matchup, so I'm going to go with my boy Izzo, Michigan State at minus two and a half. Um, I mean, I, it, it's safe to say they just took down the best team in the tournament. Yep. Uh, so they do have that going for them. Uh, I believe they are the overall favorite remaining, yep. I, I think I saw, uh, to win, which is a little surprising to me. I mean, at this point, you got to think it's either Virginia or Michigan State's to lose. I think we see Virginia and Michigan State play for the title. And I'm going to be the guy, so I can't. I, I don't. I don't feel right straddling the fence, especially because I want to... Our next recap talk about this. I will take Texas Tech uh, plus two and a half. Okay. 
So we're on opposite sides for both games. Sure. That never happens. That never happens. <laughs> uh, but overall, before we move on here, uh, what were your thoughts on the college basketball season? I, I had a ton of fun. It was, it, it was my most favorite college basketball season. Zion really made it something special. This was I feel like. a great, great college basketball season. In the round, um, what was that, round of 32, for the first time ever, all 16 favorites won. That was crazy. <laughs> and, and, and there really weren't a lot of upsets. There wasn't really a Cinderella this year. And the only Cinderella um, was Oregon, and they weren't a Cinderella. Yeah. And, and I mean, and, and that's what we, uh, we stuck to our guns there when we made we our did. picks. It was a, this is probably the most money I've made in a college basketball season. And guys, you, if you guys who don't know me out there, I'm not... I'm not Portnoy. I'm not betting $10,000. I'm betting small $25 bets, but I'm just racking up bets, racking, racking, racking. Pretty much my I paid for my entire Buku trip. That was my New Orleans trip. I paid for my entire New Orleans trip with money made from New Orleans. I mean, made from betting, which was an amazing feeling. And that's why we do what we do. Yeah, to have fun and make money and make sports more enjoyable. All right, is there anything else that we could talk about here? Mm, I would say tournament MVP, but I don't see the clear-cut one right now. Uh, so if you had to put money on a tournament MVP, if everyone had plus 100 odds, you taking Cassius Winston? Oh, I'm taking Winston, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's also going to determine how, how strong he finishes, but yeah, that's where my money goes. I'm going to go with, this is a tough one. And, oh man. I'm going to have to go with Cassius Winston as well. I think this is his, I think this is his time. Izzo, I've been saying this for years. Izzo, he's got to win one more. And yeah. I, I believe I said this on the last podcast. Like, I, 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 you and I agreed it was going to be Duke versus Michigan State in that game. Yeah. I said that eventually, I, you know, I had Duke winning it all. I did. Yeah. I said, Izzo is going to win another one. It's been 20 years since he's won one. This is going to be his best chance right now. I think, you know, I think part of the, this Auburn line being at only at being at five and a half, too, I wanted to say this, is a Kogi going out and him coming back and being wheeled in and he's going to travel with the team. He had surgery on Tuesday. That story is... It's precious, man. This Auburn team, and it's what people are forgetting is this Auburn team was one of the favorites to win the SEC before the tournament start, before the uh, season started. So it's not like they came out of nowhere. So they they have all the tools. They have they have depth. They have age. Yeah, they just got it together at the right time. Yeah, and a lot of people counted Texas Tech out to end the season. They were kind of a flip side. I yeah. mean, I, I know I did because they were so cold down the stretch. Yeah, they were. And then they got together in tournament time. So. And I think they had really good matchups, like. So when against Michigan, they are a good matchup because it's two defensive teams. But who, which player, which team has the player where you're going to put the ball in their hand when the team can't score? Texas Tech. When they beat Buffalo, you have a young Buffalo team with a young coach. It's hard to get those guys amped up when they're when they're sitting to intimidating defense. I think they had really good matchups. This Michigan State one will be a really interesting game. And speaking of, I almost forgot. I have something for you. Yes. I don't know if you saw this on Barstool. You you may or may not have, and you listeners out there, this is just an insane betting story. So I just came across this oh, like yes. a couple hours ago. All right, so you know where I'm going here. This is Texas Tech, right? So this guy made a futures bet. I believe it was before the season started for Texas Tech to win the men's basketball tournament. Yep. At plus 20000 Yep. Plus 20000 This may have put $1,500 to win $300,000. Now, the interesting part of the story is, all right, he's offering this ticket for the price tag of $60,000. What do you do? If I have that kind of money, if I'm him, I'm selling it. Yeah, but if I'm rich, man, I'm giving you, that you guy take, you take it. Right. You take it. The, uh, the odds, like, I saw this, so I'm in, a, uh, I'm in the sports 
Sports Handicappers Forum, and I saw that, and guys were asking, would you take it? You got to take it because it's not a 25% chance to win. It it, it, it diminishes because you have to win two games. So I, I don't want to do the math, but you do a one out of four chance, and then a one out of two chance, and then you times them by each other, which is... Uh, I'm not that good at math. Like 16% Roughly, yeah, okay. So that's, that's, I don't like those power releases. Sell the ticket. Sell it. Take the 60 G's. You got to sell it. Like, (laughs) bro, you're 1,500 to the 6 G's. 60 G's, bro, I'm buying a car. And I'm saying, pay my taxes. Oh, you don't have to pay taxes because it's under the table. (laughs) All right, well, we know it's going to be a great championship game. Um we got a little surprise for you Yes. here, all right? So, out of nowhere, we are going to talk our best sport. We are going to talk some college football. Yes, Miles. I've got some topics here. Uh, I am going to cite our source because uh, I just kind of... What I wanted to do is I wanted to look around the internet and see what what is everyone talking about yeah. in the offseason? What are all the major publications and the major journalists already talking about? We do have spring football coming up, but we're still a, a, a few weeks away from, from the spring games. So, let's go to USA Today where they asked the three biggest questions in college football for the 2019 season. And we're going to start with number one. Is Clemson the favorite to repeat? Absolutely. Um, okay, so the difference between Clemson and Alabama is there are teams that can slip up Alabama. There are good coaches that can slip up Alabama. Clemson has, oh man, I should have wrote this down. Clemson has an easy schedule. They play one opponent that's ranked preseason top 25. One opponent. Out of all the power power schools, they have the easiest schedule. Um, their only tough game is versus Texas A&M. And I think Clemson's light years ahead. They have a slip-up game, but it's not really a trap game at Q's. I think that this Clemson team is good. They're well-coached. They don't mess up in, in games. And if they do, it's because they get out-quarterback played like they did two years ago um, with Bryant. Yeah, and I think the fact that uh, they lost to Syracuse last time they were there is actually going to help them here. Oh, yeah, Chip, for sure. Uh, I, was, I was looking at the schedule, and that's going to be a favorite for game day to be there. Yeah. Uh, because I, I believe, and uh, anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that game day has never been to Syracuse for a football game. No, they haven't. So I, they, they definitely have that circled, and yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun. If they can fill up the Carrier Dome for a football game, I mean, that's, that's going to be wild. Uh, but absolutely, Clemson is the favorite to repeat. And if you go back and uh, take a listen to our too early college football top 10, we do talk about this in detail. Yes. But we spoke about how talented Clemson is and how they're only going to be better next year. Yep. I mean, you got ETN coming back. We talked about the receivers that they lost. But isn't it safe to say that Trevor Lawrence is, I mean, he's he's the best player in college football right now. Yeah. And Clemson has a top five receiving core. Like, even with losing players, um, I just think that the ACC is down. Florida State has a lot of stuff going on right now. Duke's losing their top player. Um, Virginia Tech's losing their quarterback. Um, we, the list goes on. Syracuse is losing Eric Dungy. Miami has Tate Martell. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, wow, nice. Um, but yeah, I, I, College I, losing I agree AJ with you, yeah. Eight, I, I think the ACC and the Pac-12 together are going to be down this year. I think that it's, it's almost as if the Big 12 is kind of, uh, for me, they, yeah. they've been impressed. Just Oklahoma's kind of keeping the Big 12 afloat here. Yeah. And everyone um, knows they have to battle Oklahoma, so they trying to stay on their guns, right? Uh, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I can't go against the ACC and the Pac-12 being down. I think the Big Ten and the SEC are the the, the top dogs. Call me biased, but uh, let's let's go ahead and move on to question number two. It's very it's very related. What adjustments will Alabama make? And I'll add to you, if any. Oh, there are plenty of there are plenty of uh, 
adjustments Alabama's making. Saban went as far to say as a rebuilding year. I wanted to choke him when I said that. Um, but one thing Alabama lacked all season, and this was not a um, not a knock on Saban's defense, but they lacked a pass rush. Alabama could have the ability to get pressure and lock down, but with a transfer corner, when your best trans when your best corner gets injured at the beginning of the season, that kind of sucks. But normally Alabama was deep enough to get over that. With a transfer corner and a freshman corner playing, they had to play a lot of help defense. They sending four, sending three, and not getting there. This year, Miles, names to listen for. You already know Raquan Davis. He was last year he was sitting at six seven, three ten. This year he slimmed down to 6'7", 290, 295. He's coming back for his last year because he wants to wreak havoc. Then you got LeBron Bray. LeBron Bray. LeBron. Oh, my God. LeBron Ray. Who named him that? Great name. Whole filler. Then you have Antonio Alfano coming in. I think Antonio Alfano will need a year. He won't be the Nick Joey Bosa that everyone's comparing him to. But imagine if he comes in and is that immediate impact and can just rush the outside. But also, if he needs to drop back, he can drop back and play flat coverage. I think those are the the improvements they need to make. The, the, the whole corner issues that they had in the last two games, that wasn't bad defense. I, I know they put they put these guys on an island and they got torched. But you got to think about it. They're playing against two of the best quarterbacks in the entire college football. Yeah, and I'll tell you this, speaking of quarterbacks, I think the Heisman race with uh, Tua and Trevor Lawrence is going to be probably the most popular storyline of the year. Uh, If you listen to this podcast on the regular, you know that we have very strong opinions about Bama and Clemson being the top two dogs. It's a very common opinion, and that leads us to our number three question. Can anybody close the gap? And I'm going to tell you something right now as far as closing the gap. I'm just going to tell you the teams that I think that can't. And then maybe we'll go into some teams okay. that, that might be able to. But I got two. Okay. Georgia's the first one. Yeah. I think Georgia absolutely has the ability to close the gap on Clemson and Alabama yeah. when put in the right situation. Uh, and what I mean by that is they put themselves in a position to win the big game the last two years. They've, yep. they put, they, they, they've been there. So they've proven that they can do it uh, and that they can compete. And then on the flip side, I'm going to go ahead and say Ohio State. Ohio State has the talent level. Yeah. The talent level to be able to close the gap. That's fair. That's very fair. Um I think that for the next 4 to 6 years it will be either Clemson or Alabama in the national championship every year. So you're saying them together. No, either one of the teams. Oh, oh either one. Yes, yeah. because you look Kelly Bryant's got two more I, I mean, agree. Um, Trevor Lawrence got two more years after this. Yeah. Um, Tua's got this year, but then you got uh, Talia coming in who broke every single one of Tua's high school records. Dabo and Saban have built powerhouses. And you know, players go to those teams for two very different reasons. Alabama, they go to Alabama because they know in their four years at Alabama, they are guaranteed to win a national championship. Saban might be a dickhead, might be mean. They they love him because he gets them ready for the pros. Where you go for Clemson, players go to Clemson because Dabo is an amazing coach, an amazing life guy, a guy where if you needed a shoulder to cry on, he would lend his shoulder and then tell your ass to get in the gym and work it off. Both of those are, are amazing. And I think that it shows in the recruiting. 
and it shows in how good their teams are. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I I like that you pointed out the contrasting styles. Yes, because uh, I I think that is very prevalent. I th- it, it, it's almost like Dabo is this new school college football, and yeah, same has got the old school feel, and you know this this rivalry is just so prevalent in the game today. Absolutely, uh, I don't see it going anywhere. Now, this is why we love watching college football. We love to see the programs that could take the next step. But that leads us to our next topic. Because where does it start? It starts with coaching. Absolutely. College football starts with recruiting and it starts with coaching. Who has the ability to possibly make a run at the, these two powerhouses that have taken over the game? We have a top 10 list here from uh, Stuart Mandel over at The Athletic. Top college football coaches. Okay? Yes. Now, this is one of our favorite topics. Yep. We talk about coaching all the time, especially yep. in college football. You and I both have our favorite coaches. And just right off the bat, what I wanted to <clears throat> mention is that... You should go through the list first, because they don't have the list in front of them. Okay. Just go one through ten. Okay. So, well, I was going to say, my boy, Chris Peterson, ranked so highly at number three. I was very proud of that. Yeah. Uh, Saban, they have Saban number one and Dabo number two. I think that they would be interchangeable. Uh, my boy at Washington, Chris Peterson, is number three. <clears throat> Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma, number four. Brian Kelly, Notre Dame, number five. Kirby Smart at Georgia, number six. Jimbo Fisher, Florida State. Or, I'm sorry, Texas A&M at number seven. Mike Leach at Washington State, number eight. Gary Patterson, another one of our favorites at TCU, number nine. And David Shaw, number 10 at Stanford. So, this list confuses me. How can you put a guy... How can you put multiple guys above a guy who won a national championship? There's one, there's one glaring thing that about this. Everyone says Jimbo tanked Florida State. What people, a lot of people are missing about the Florida State Jimbo situation is Jimbo demanded better facilities. He wanted more control because he had a vision. Florida State denied him of that. And if 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 the vision, if your vision does not fit your tools, it's hard to be good because you can't build on your success. So I think that I would put Jimbo at number five. The only reason, the only reason I put Lincoln Riley so high and I keep him up there is the man's never scored less than twenty eight points in a game. Yeah, I have no problem putting Jimbo Fisher high uh, or higher on this list. I, I, if we're talking about the best college football coaches in the game right now, yeah, which is we can assume this is what we're talking yeah. about. I think that Lincoln Riley is still a little bit high just because he's only he's, he's so green. Yeah, he's only so had a green. couple years uh, under his belt. I would put Kirby Smart though. Which I, I know he's also new, but like what Kirby Smart has done has been more impressive to me than what Lincoln Ryan And he's has won done. national championships with Alabama. Right. So for me, I would almost put Kirby Smart at three or four. That's fair. I like my boy Chris Pearson being at three, but I would almost put Kirby at number three. I mean, he's he, he's just impressive. You see what what hap- he's done at Georgia is just He went from coaching Alabama, having one of the best defenses in the country. Kirby leaves, our defense sucks. Goes to Georgia, builds a scary team. And recruits well, coaches well, still can't get, still can't beat his nemesis, Nicholas Saban. Another thing that's confusing from this list, where's Franklin? How is Franklin not on this list? Is it because he's so new? I like the David Shaw pick there. It's okay. It's respectable, but it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a threw him at 10, like an honorable mention. It 10. is. Yeah. Kind of. And honestly, David Shaw has underperformed. Yeah. Uh, especially with some of the players and the teams that he's had and how weak the Pac-12 is. Yes. I'm cooling on David Shaw a little bit. I took him off my list. You. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cooling on a little bit. Um, Gary Patterson, okay? I will, I will stick to this argument until the day I die. Gary Patterson 
should be higher. I Call me crazy. I would almost put Gary Patterson ahead of a Brian Kelly. Yes. For what Gary Patterson has done in his career. Oh, my God. And what he has built at TCU is unrecognized. Nobody understands the magnitude of what this man has done at this Texas school with all these powerhouses. Yes. Bringing them from the bottom all the way to a Big 12 contender. Yes. Year in and year out. So I think having him in the top 10 is not enough respect. Why do you have Brian Kelly at five? Brian what Kelly, has Brian Kelly done in his career? Correct me if I'm wrong. He had a two-win season and had like a five-win season. Has nothing in his career to show for it besides making big bucks. I think that Brian Kelly at being at five is the biggest disrespect to this list. Does Brian Kelly even belong on this list? I mean, I could give you better coach. I could give you five better coaches. If Brian that, Kelly did not have this him. undefeated year, he would not be at five. I guarantee no. that. So, and the the brand of Notre Dame is helping him. Uh, now, let me ask you this real quick. This is this guy. If Urban never retired, where would Urban be on this list? Number three. Got to put him at number three. Got to put him at number three, right? Absolutely. He's a shoe in number three. Yeah, I think I think he would he would round out the top three for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, Kelly at five. I, I was very I was very upset about that's that's way too high. Another interesting coach to think about that's not on this list is where do you put Chip Kelly in what he did at Oregon? Yeah. I mean, he's only had. He's only been at UCLA what one year now, right? Yeah. Okay. So if we're talking, so if we're talking about current college football coaches, and we're talking about the last year that Chip Kelly was coaching college football, he had a championship program at Oregon. Yeah. So what? Just because he inherited a, a terrible UCLA team? program, you're not going to put him in the top ten list of current college football, especially coaches? when David Shaw sitting on there, right? And then Mike Leach. What the hell is our this? boy Mike Leach? I love Mike Leach. Yeah, but well, okay. what the hell is he doing on this list? Here's what I'll say about Mike Leach. You want to talk about a program that had nothing? Yes. Washington State was garbage that before is very Mike Leach true. got there. That's the only reason that they have him anywhere near the top ten. And I think there's a lot of this year bias on this list. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously he, he's a media darling. Yeah. You know, so so we do know that as well. Yep. Um, I think that uh, potential coaches that could make their way onto this list by next year, Tom Herman could make his way onto this list. Tom Herman absolutely can make his way on this. This yeah. man, he covers spreads. He does well as underdogs. I'm sorry, I'm, I associate everything with betting. Of course. I can't <laughs> help it. Um, what about Scott Frost? What if Scott Frost makes yeah, Nebraska it's a title right? contender? He's still so green and new, though. Yeah, I think that he would need like back-to-back 10 or 11 win seasons in Nebraska yeah. before you know before he, w- he was on this list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If you know my family, uh, you know that I talk about Jim Harbaugh a lot. Yeah. And the fact that I think Jim Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the country. Yeah. And you could make the argument that uh, Harbaugh and, I mean, what has he done in college, right? Like, we're not talking about what he's done yeah. in the NFL. We're, we're not talking about a collective, you know, career. Yeah. Which, But here's the thing. I feel like Chip Kelly has gotten, uh, you know, kind of flack for what he did in the NFL. We're just yeah. talking about college. College, for sure. But, man, I... I, there's still something about Harbaugh that 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 I have him as a top ten coach. I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't even have Harbaugh as my top fifteen coach. Wow, not even top fifteen. He doesn't get it done when it matters, and that means a lot. Neither does Brian Kelly. <laughs> I told you I don't want Brian <laughs> Kelly at five. <laughs> well, I was looking at, so I went through and I looked at every single uh, coach's uh, records each season because I. It's all about how you rebound from having poor seasons and glaring weaknesses in Brian Kelly's uh, seasons. Jimbo had his fair share, but Brian Kelly's were like abysmal seasons, like two and three win seasons. Like, ugh. No respected coach 
only wins two and three no. games in a season. Did Urban ever win two games in a season? No. Did Saban ever win two games in a no. season? Absolutely not. It just doesn't happen. Get him out of here. Okay, so Saban and Sweeney. If if Dabo beats him again, like next year, yeah. I'll put Dabo at one. How? But that gives Dabo three national championships. Yeah, but we're talking about right now, current. So if Dabo beats Saban back to back years. You've got to put him. I mean, he's already number two. Yeah, I, I guess that's winning two out of three. That's that's got to put him at one. That'd be impressive. Got to put him. But at one. obviously, right now, Saban is untouchable. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I can't even. You can't even describe what Saban's done that program. And man, uh, uh, the Alabama faithful is so glad Saban decided to come and bring us back to our glory. Well, enjoy it, buddy. Yes. All every every empire must fall, and uh, you know I'll be an Alabama fan till the day I die. I just hope when Saban retires, Dabo's like, just kidding, Clemson. I told you I'll stand for life. <laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, college football. I'm so glad we're talking college football. I miss it. God, I can't get I can't get enough about talking college football. I do love me some baseball. Baseball season is fun. Uh, I do love the NBA playoffs. NBA That's playoffs. coming up. Oh, my God. Stanley we're going to have some fun playoff good. talks. Hockey playoffs. Yeah. Hockey playoffs starts in nine days. NBA playoffs start in. Oh, I flipped that around. NBA playoffs start in nine days. Hockey playoffs start in around like. God, I can't do math. Monday, how many days? That and is? we got the NFL draft coming up, so it's draft season. You want to do a mock draft again? Of course, I want to do a mock draft. Okay, I've yeah. been doing a lot of research on this. This is probably maybe the hardest one for me to gauge. Yeah, our um, that might be our next episode. Okay, I'll put some work into that. All right, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to What's the Spread. Be sure to hit us up on Twitter at What's the Spread underscore Facebook at What's the Spread. If you want to shoot us a note, it's info at What's the Spread dot net. Download this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or however else you get your podcast. Leave us a comment. Let us know if you're tailing, following, or just say hi. Have a great one.